Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Green Squad Chats. I'm James Lascara, and today we're going to be talking about gratitude. Do you have a gratitude practice? What does that look like? And how do you celebrate your wins? Let's go ahead and dive in. All right, Travis. So I think we're starting out with you and uh, you have something right off the bat. Yeah. One thing that we do that we start doing with our kids, we've got four kids, we've got three teenagers and a soon to be tweener. And one thing that we do around the dinner table at night is we do an ABC. What was awesome today? What made your day awesome? What made your day bad and how you dealt with it? And then what was your act of service, which is phonetically for the C, but not for the spelling. And uh, it allows our kids to not only say, how was school? Good. Like the typical response is, but allows them to kind of analyze their day and they know they're going to be sharing it with them or with, with us at the family. So it allows them to kind of prep and know what they're going to do. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's important to recognize, like, why would somebody even do that? Like, why would you do that at the dinner table with your family? I think, one, it's important that we are at the dinner table. And two, I think it's important that our kids know to learn how to communicate at a young age and to be able to express their feelings and be able to express things they liked about their day, things they didn't like about their day, and how it's the best way that they can go about how to recognize thankfulness, how to recognize what is a great day, and also how to recognize when things don't go their way. What are they doing? How are they going to be emotionally and logically mature enough to like handle the, that setback, whether it's a one-day thing or an ongoing thing? That's awesome. Yeah. I love I that, get, man. I get pumped about gratitude. The problem for me is that I'm the ultimate optimist. I lean on the side of seeing the good. So it's naturally wired for me. But when I bring it to my team, so for us in Blackjack, we start every level 10 meeting on Tuesday with what's your professional high and what's your personal high so that we're taking stock of the good that we're doing to put ourselves in a subconsciously positive frame as we tackle problems and obstacles close we're just trying to tackle them from that that mindset and in our family we do a very similar practice for dinner our kids go through their highs and lows and we kind of dig in it's an opportunity for us to really dig in and connect with our days with our everybody in our family we're all obviously very busy so yeah i live in a state of uh, positivity and gratitude personally so it's hard for me to hear negativity skepticism like i'm like what are we skeptic about like this is going to work my default is this is going to be fine where did that level 10 phrase come from? In our businesses, we operate off the entrepreneur operating system, which comes from a book written by Gino Wickman called Traction. So level 10 is just the meeting. It's what it's called. And it has specific things we go through as a business. But part of that is what they call the segue. It's literally programmed into this where you're talking about your kind of personal and professional highs. So interestingly, as a group in four years, right? We're just about at four years that we've been meeting on Saturdays. In four years, we've never talked about our individual gratitude practices. And I think it's about to emerge that we've all got very similar gratitude practices. So cause or effect, I don't know, but I, I uh, couldn't help but have that epiphany. I, I recently read, can we talk about book, book titles? I think Adam just did. The Gap in the Gain by uh, Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I, I read it, I don't know, two months ago. And uh, one of the practices that the authors talk about is, you know, nightly mindfulness practice where you celebrate or think about, remember your wins from the day. And so very similarly, my family at the end of the day, you know, my two young kids are eight and 10. We talk about, hey, what, what are your wins from today? And what are your losses? And what are your wins for tomorrow? And I actually thought it was going to be like pulling teeth to get my kids to do it. It took exactly one iteration 
for them to remember and want to do it. So on night two, I forgot. And my uh, eight-year-old said, hey, I didn't get to tell you my wins for today. So I, I appreciate very much that on some level, he realized the importance of it and wanted to keep going. And uh, yeah, it's been super powerful for us as a family. I think it's a great way to end our day and definitely something we're going to keep going for a long time. You mentioned, Tom, about that book, Doing It at the Night. I know that um, Lifesavers, Miracle Morning, they talk about doing your gratitude in the morning as a part of your routine. And that's, uh, you know, thankfulness is going to happen morning, night, or whenever. Yeah, I think when you, I like the idea of, I do it in the evening too, I'll get to that in a sec, but I, in the morning, it's the idea that you kind of wake up and you're setting your mindset, right? Putting your, getting your mindset right for the day, focusing on all the good. And then of course, throughout the day, we're going to have challenges and these things are going to pop up and these things that can easily, if you're not careful, drive you to a more negative place. And I thought it was interesting too, uh, Tom, that on our call today, we found out, yeah, everyone on the call has some type of gratitude practice. And those of us with families, with kids, um, are trying to involve our kids in it as well. And um, that's interesting to me. I, You said, was it the chicken before the egg or, or horse before the cart? Or I don't know how you put it, but I, I'm curious. Like, why do you think that is? Why do you think that our entire group, everybody has something, some type of gratitude practice? You know, on some level, it ties back to the same reason. I, I think that we get together on Saturday mornings, right? There's some desire largely innate, regardless, I guess, there's there's a desire on everyone's part to get better, to improve, to be willing to take feedback. And that, you know, self-critical mindset, that willingness to get better and to challenge yourself also has an element of gratitude and celebrating how far you've come. And I think, you know, staying grounded in this group, staying, picking each other up when we do have struggles, when we do have those losses or fails or lows, I think it on some level, you know, plants that seed and drives you to see everything, right? The good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, I think in large part, Brand. Again, I think I said cause or effect, right? Are we do we come together because of these things or because of these, you know, or, or because we're together? I don't know. I like the court and the, the horse and the cart too. What's fascinating is this is a group of high achievers, whether it was in military practice or it's in your business or your real estate investing or whatever you're doing. It comes with a level of stress and you're always striving for more, which you're packing your life's full of stuff. You're always trying to do the next thing because you're all visionaries and forward thinkers. And for us, I think we have to be intentional about taking stock in the wins. And I think we have to continue to mold our subconscious to get some of those wins to stay motivated, even though it's fleeting, to keep moving forward. And then we all have been leaders throughout our careers. So I think the pressure of being a leader of a team is that you don't really get to be the negative Nancy. Like nobody cares if you're not liking it or sad or upset. Like you have to push forward to bring the team with you. So I think gratitude is like one of the most powerful tools for us to wire our subconscious to look at the good in spite of what's going on in the environment, to take stock in the progress because us as entrepreneurs, we're after that progress. Us as leaders in the military, we're after progress towards mission accomplishment. I think the gratitude is really important for achievers. And you see the achievers like this group who continue to have success, they often have some type of gratitude practice and some type of, uh, you mentioned the gap in the game, some type of going back and looking at the game. Like, hey, I wanted to do a hundred, but I did 50, but I actually started at zero and went from zero to 50. That's pretty good. I just think it's important. I think it's critical for your subconscious to be wired that way. 
as you said that, Adam, there's an element of being present, right? We hear that thrown around a lot these days, and there's an element of being present, actually seeing what's going on around you. And I'll steal a word from James and try to flip it to him. There's a reframing too that sometimes, right? You just described it, Adam, in that example. There's a reframing of today's events. And it's easy to be sad when you fall short of an ideal. I want to do a million of X by, by tomorrow, and I only get to 500,000. Man, maybe there's an incredible accomplishment in there, but I fell short of an ideal. And I'll tell you the other thing that happens, at least to me, if I do make it to some ideal, I move the goalpost very subconsciously. I hit this ideal that I was striving for, and then I move the goalpost and suddenly it's not good enough. And when I do that to myself, it becomes a negative thought or a negative emotion or reaction instead of being present. And like Adam said, I got 50. That's pretty good. With the gratitude comes a lot of humility. When you talk about presence, we talk about understanding your self-worth. You talk about understanding your capacity. And as leaders, I think in all of our positions in the military too, like we've had something like Tom and Brandon, you guys fly. Well, it's you have to continually hone that craft to be better. And you can't be boastful and prideful about that craft because you have to be humble about like, hey, I'm going to achieve. And usually you got some precious cargo in the back as well. So you have that level of necessity. You know, as an engineer in the Marine Corps, I want to make sure that engineer projects I do are before the deadline, right? And honor better the budget. And it's each one of us trying to be humble and recognizing who we are. And then that gratitude comes with, hey, I'm grinding, I'm doing good, and I'm always going to be filling forward because I think we all love being in the grind. And that allows us to be present. Hey, James, I think uh, you shared earlier today that you have recently adopted a gratitude practice. You want to tell us how you got there? Yeah, absolutely. By the way, I'm not good at this. And that's the reason why we call it a practice. But I found myself over the course of maybe a few months, maybe missing goals. I have this whole theory. If you accomplish all your goals, you're probably not setting them high enough. So I was missing a few goals, some lofty goals. And I was just getting negative about that. The self-talk wasn't great. Kind of reevaluating how I'm integrating with my team, all these things. And so actually just this past week, I wrote down one thing. I'm a believer in physically writing something down when it's important. And so I wrote down one thing that I'm grateful for every day, business, life, work, social, whatever. And it helps me feel better about realizing where I've come from a few years ago, realizing where I'm going and these problems from failing to accomplish the goal or this challenge you're building up in your mind is probably not as bad as you think. I think for me, it takes me putting it on paper and thinking about all the things in the world and in my life I can be thankful for, for me to come to that realization. It's a concept of enough, right? Like if success, wealth, a rich life, these are all very personal definitions. At least I think that they should be personal definitions versus, you know, what does society tell me that I'm supposed to be doing? But what we've been talking about today, celebrating small wins, being grateful for what you already have in your life, what you've already accomplished. If you spend the majority of your time focused on, hey, I'm very grateful for this. I'm, I'm very grateful for where I am. Then it's almost like you have everything that you want already. And does that mean you don't have goals to do bigger things, to do more things? No, absolutely not. But it's a mindset of, no, I've got what I want. I've got what I need versus a mindset of nothing's ever good enough. I need more money. I need a bigger house. I need this and that. My neighbor has a Tesla. I need a Tesla, whatever it may be, right? It's the more you can, and this is harder to do than it is, right? Easier said than done. But the more you can get to a place where you are grateful for what you already have and you're you're just happy with yourself and the, the blessings in your life, I just think the wealthier you are. So the Rolling Stones had it right. 
Show your age, Travis, please. Quote the Rolling Stones. We, we didn't go to any Rolling Stones concerts like oh, you did. Well, I mean, I'm sorry that, you know, you and Mick Jagger didn't go to high school like we did. Not true. Yeah. I know what the Great you... Depression was like, Travis. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Moses was a hell of a platoon leader, let me tell you. Uh, yeah, what's the, you got what you want, got what you need, right? Rolling Stones. Quote, straight out. Brandon, you talk. A couple of your comments made me made me think about um, one of James's business associates and how regimented he is with his family. James, you want to kind of share about that a little bit, or how that impacted you in a positive manner? Sorry, which business associate? Well, I, I didn't know you had so many. That one guy that was super intentional about his family. Oh yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah. So there's a local. He might be on the podcast someday, actually. So that'd be funny. There's a local guy who does a lot of off-market transactions, and we have a pretty good relationship. Working on maybe doing a deal together now, and he's very intentional about his schedule in a remarkable way. So it's a little foreign to me because I don't have kids. But you know, at a certain time, he'll tell me, he "said Hey, you know, don't contact me. I'm I'm shutting down my phone at 6 p.m. or whatever it is because I'm gonna spend time with my kids, and that's every night. And then the weekends, like, hey, I'm not gonna write a contract." this weekend because I have intentional plans to spend time with my kids. Uh, we actually had a talk yesterday and he said, uh, yeah, I just wanted to get this negotiation with you done over the phone because in 30 minutes, I'm, I'm going to go take a nap. It's in my schedule. <laughs> so I just, I found that to be awesome. I think I'm wired a little bit of a different way, but if that's what makes him happy and that's what fills his cup, then I love that for him. It shows such a, a firm grasp on what is important to him. Like he's very intentional about what's important in his schedule and his willingness to engage with, you know, outside of that. And this happened, we happen to be talking about family right now. So willingness to gauge outside of family during purposefully and intentionally scheduled family time. That's not what he's, not something he's willing to do. And that's, I feel like that's rare, especially in the entrepreneurial world when you're trying to build a business and, you know, you hustle and bustle and doing whatever it takes to close a deal to have the intentionality and the self-awareness to know what is important to me and that's what I'm going to stick to because I already know and have determined it's important to me. Don't care about missing a deal on the weekend. Don't care. This is what's important to me. I love that. I think next level gratitude is when you can be grateful for the process, for the struggle, for the opportunities and the challenges that come with them. Like for me, people always ask like, I don't know how you do it all. It's like, I love doing it. Like, I'm so grateful I have these opportunities. Are they hard? Yeah, of course. If they weren't hard, I probably wouldn't like them. Like you ever, I mean, anybody who's put a hundred pound backpack on their back and walked up and down hills for 15 miles knows what it's like to be on the other end of the struggle where your mind's trying to defeat you or if you've ran a marathon or ran for 48 straight hours like James did. It sucks and you love it because it does. And then you get to the end of it and that feeling is, I mean, you know what that feeling's like. You know what the feeling's like to come out the other side. And that's kind of why you love the struggle. Because I know when I'm in the struggle, there's something just on the other side that most people aren't willing to go find. Everything you ever want is on the other side of fear. Almost, another Said another way is I'm a sucker for self-punishment. If you, uh, a great book about that is called The Comfort Crisis. If you want a world, world world view of how science is understanding how the struggle and the thankfulness and your movement through that is happening on a neurological level. Kind of coming back to the gratitude practice, you know, a couple of us shared about, shared how we felt it was good for our kids or our families. 
And on a personal, you know, on a first person basis, modeling that behavior for my kids and actually saying out loud a loss for the day or a win for the day, right? Reframing something in a positive way and then being able to vocalize, verbalize at the end of the day, a loss for the day or, or share something for which I'm about which I'm hopeful for the next day. That's been pretty powerful for me too. And, you know, while I think probably started it for my kids, uh, it's just as important for me and for my wife. We've got a lot of really uncomfortable silence today. I like it. I think it's everybody pondering where they are in that thankfulness, gratitude mindset. And I hope our listeners have an opportunity to kind of sit in the quietness of their own mind, their own soul to uh, come up with their own and see where their gratitude is in their life. James, I think you're a really good model of this. If you were to tell, if the listener came to you and said, well, you're, I think you're a model of it because you're self-aware and you say like, hey, this is hard for me, so I have to be intentional about it. So if the listeners came to you and said, James, what are the best practices? What are you implementing to practice gratitude in your life on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis? What would you tell them? I love that question. I appreciate that you're coming to me to ask it. I would say that first thing, my way is not everyone's way. I, like you, love the feeling of overcoming adversity via a huge challenge in order to wire my mind or reaffirm in my mind that overcoming of the challenge is what I can be grateful for. And those things that I do, like the running of the 48 miles or the cold plunge or whatever, those do make me a better business leader. So to answer your question, what I personally do is I love doing the Nordic sauna. I love doing the hour of sauna and the cold plunge because the cold plunge in the morning sucks. Like there's, there's no other way to describe it except it sucks. And I know if I go and do that and I could be thankful for the chemical aspect it's giving me and also the fact that I'm doing something in the morning that's challenging me, I know that later in the day when something challenging comes up in business, I already started out with some momentum to overcome just a, whatever that little challenge is. And then that's going to build the next challenge. You can overcome that too. So that's, that's something I love. I love sharing gratitude with others. So like in the Nordic sauna, for example, there's usually a gratitude round where we talk about something that we're grateful for. Sometimes it's literally like existing that day and that's all right. And sometimes it's overcoming some huge milestone goal. So I think a sense of community would be the second thing that I add. So overcoming adversity, sense of community. Those would be the first things to make it real simple. Could you just because, you know, most of our listeners probably don't know what the Nordic sauna is. I've been in that cold tub with you, so I'm, I'm aware of that. What is that one hour long evolution that you do pretty much on a daily basis? Yeah, I do it basically every day and it's one hour of guided breath work, meditation and community sharing. It consists of about a 200 degree sauna for about 15 minutes and then you do three minutes in the cold plunge. You repeat that whole cycle three total times. Uh, and so it's, it's kind of like contrast therapy really good chemically, uh, really good for me, kind of just get my mind calm, thinking clearly, better connected with the community and sets my day on the right path. That's why I do it almost every day. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it does. I mean, I know how awesome it is, but others should know. So it's like a yoga studio called Kodawari in Tampa. And it, it um, they have an evolution called Nordic Sauna, which is what James explained. And it's, it's extremely powerful. It is really extremely powerful. I would go as far to say that it's nearly a spiritual experience. And if you had told me I would be doing this a year ago, I started about a year ago, I probably would have laughed. I'd be like, nah, that's not really my thing. But now it is. And it's great. 
Yeah, I mean, when we were all together in the springtime and we did that as a group, I was immediately thinking, where is this back closer to my house so that I can do this? And I haven't found it yet, but like you said, it was almost like a spiritual kind of experience. But the rest of that day, right, my just a different headspace because we start, that was in the morning, first thing. And uh, the rest of the day, just in a better headspace. Again, setting that mindset for the day, I think is so important. It was so powerful that one of the guys that was there with us, uh, Bob Meyer, who you know, Brandon, went out and bought, spent like 10 grand on two tubs, one that does hot and one that does cold, or they do both do hot and cold, but so he could have one that was hot and one that was cold to put them in his garage. Thankfully, he lives in my neighborhood. How convenient. Did you subsidize any of that, Adam? Um, I, I might have to pay him a subscription agreement or something <laughs> if he allows me to come over to his garage and use it. I love that. So, you know, we're running short on time here. I think it's a good spot to kind of wrap it up. The small wins, celebrating the small wins, right? And how that relates to gratitude. And, you know, the listeners have to decide if a gratitude practice, a formal practice or something like that is right for them. But I think that anytime you can celebrate those small wins, be grateful for what you have. And I love what Adam said too about just learning to enjoy the journey, which again, another thing that's easier said than done, but learning to embrace not only the good, but the challenges because they are making you grow. They are helping you grow and get better. The more you can get your mind wrapped around these principles, the principles of gratitude and celebrating the small wins. I just think the more fulfilled you'll be, the healthier you'll be, the happier you'll be, and the wealthier you'll be, you know, considering your personal definition of wealth. What does it mean to you? It's not just about money. I think that gratitude and celebrating the small wins goes a long way for that wealthy mindset. So anyone else want to say anything before we wrap it up? Well, I'd just like to end our gratitude uh, from my perspective on what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for this group, the Green Squad, the ability to come in here and have camaraderie, talk about fatherhood, talk about business, talk about leadership. So I'm grateful for you guys and being able to do this every week with you. Yeah, man. Me Thanks too. So four years of doing this, our four-year anniversary, right? It's coming up. It's like, it's next month. We'll have to see exactly which Saturday is that four-year mark, but uh, super grateful for you all. This group, I didn't, couldn't even imagine what it would turn into four years ago and how important and, and what a cornerstone and foundational piece of my life it would be. So I echo what Adam said. And hey, thanks for listening. Hope you got something out of this today. Please, if you enjoyed this, give us a five-star review. And if, if whatever we can do to make it better, reach out to us, click the subscribe button. We hope you're getting a lot out of this. So until next time, we're out.